Hello and welcome to the Jazznet podcast, the independent Rangers podcast made for fans, by fans and where the content is absolutely free. If you haven't already, please share the podcast where you can, give us a like on our social media platforms. We're live this evening after yet another victory, I'm getting used to saying that now, um, in the league this afternoon, it was 4-0 uh, today over Aberdeen. Ryan Kent, Kamal Roof, Scott Arfield, James Tavernier uh, sealed the victory at Ibrox. Could have been more, but 4-0 was a, was a welcome scoreline um, in what could have been a tough game against a team that were on a decent run, but we made light work of it. And um, tonight we'll look at the game and we'll also have a look and discussion about where it sort of leaves us in the league picture um, after Celtic dropped points again yesterday against Hibs at Easter Road. Um, we'll also have a quick look at the Rangers accounts, and uh, which were released on Friday. And look towards the future and what we can take uh, from them and the financial picture in general at Ibrox. I'm David Ryan, I'm your host tonight. I'm going to guide you through this evening's show, and I'm joined by Colin Armstrong and Stevie Clifford tonight. Um, Colin, I saw some uh, some risky tweets after today's game um, from you, but it seemed to be one that you enjoyed. Yeah, aye, that was it. I, I, I mean, I always think. In, in any season, there's pivotal moments. And I think, you know, if if we get to that end result that we're, we're all wanting, I think today will be, you know, this weekend will be seen as a pivotal one. You know, I think Celtic dropping points yesterday was obviously good news for us. I felt a wee bit nervous going into the game today, you know, because just so often in the past, we've, we've, we've kind of we've fluffed our lines at these opportunities. But this season, it's, it, it really does seem to be a different animal that, you know, Rangers are this season. It's they're just so focused, uh, so professional, just getting the job done. You know, and the minute it went two nothing, you know, given that we've only conceded three goals all season, you're thinking, well, that's pretty much it. You know, there's no way back. So yeah, an absolutely superb weekend. It was helped with Jamie Murphy getting the goal yesterday as well. You know, and and we've not won anything yet. There's a long way to go, but you would have to say if we maintain that form then it's looking good. So, yeah, a very, very good weekend. I'm very happy. Stevie, it's all feeling nice and nice and positive at the moment, which is which is welcome. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the team have been phenomenal. Um, everything we asked of them, they're doing. We wanted them to be relentless. We wanted them to really start handing out a few hidings, and they've done that. I mean, it was 4-0 today, but let's be honest, it could easily have been another 8-0. And that's not even exaggerating. Just think we've been just I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, there's so many positives at the moment with regards to what we're doing. It just seems like a, a like a cultivation, like a coming together of of the previous years. And it, and you're right, I mean, all the buzzwords you would use, you know, relentless, confident. Um, pacey, attacking, everything. It's just, it's, it's really is a, a joy to watch. And um, today could have been tricky, but they're just, they're just really going through the, the gears when they need to during games. Of, you know, you're sitting at half time, maybe thinking two 0 right? We need to get the the next goal, and within five six minutes, they're four 0 up. So, I can't criticise them in any way at all. I don't want to criticise them, obviously, but. Um, you're right when you say it's been uh, positive. It's today was another, uh, you know, it's another tick, it's another brick in the wall, and it's on to the next one. It, it really, um, really has been so enjoyable. 
Well, and we, we started the game well, and, and when you actually looked at, you know, as, as Stevie says there, it could have been a difficult game. And I think everyone, <clears throat> as you said yourself, you know, everyone was, wasn't taking it lightly at all. And I think, you know, going into this, Abilene had been a, a right good run of form. They hadn't lost an away game in 2020. It was all set up to be a really good game, but it, it looked very early on that we were, you know, going to going to cause them problems. Obviously, Kent's had the chance early early doors. Um, and that sort of set the tone for the game. Yeah, and he should score that, to be fair, you know, and and that adds a wee bit to the nerves, you know, when, it, when he misses a chance like that. But, you know, it, again, echoing what I said earlier on, we, we just look like a different team this year. There just seems to be so much focus and, and determination to, to, to get the, the job done. Uh, I mean, I, I don't care what anyone says. I know people say because it's the SPFL and all that kind of thing. It's a lower league. It doesn't matter what league you're, you're, you're playing and, and, and what the standard is. You know, to perf- if you're performing as consistently as, as we are at the moment, then you have to you have to you know give them praise and and, and say that they're you know they're, they're, they're taking it up a notch this season. I mean, the goals of the I mean Kent's first goal. I mean the nutmeg's just a joy. You know what I mean? He's he's taking that that boy had to get a ticket to get back into the game. You know what I mean? And I know there's a deflection, but it's still a, it's still a great hit and it's a, it's a great finish. The roof goal. I mean. I, I, as I said on the, the Friday show there, uh, David, I think we've signed a player in Roof. I really do. I think we've signed an absolute top-notch player who, who links up the play very, very well. His movement for, for that goal, his touch to bring it down. Uh, and I know uh, McInnes was sort of saying that he felt there could have been a couple of tackles. And certainly if that, if that had been a, a Rangers defender you know, making the sort of tackles that were made on him at the time, then I would maybe be questioning it. But you, you still have to give Roof the credit. You know, he, he made that goal himself, really. Great ball for Goldson, but, you know, he's made the movement. He's brought it down, you know, superbly. Beat a couple of guys and hammered at home. The Arfield goal, you know, again, there's, there's a wee bit of luck at that because it's, it's such a heavy deflection with that one. But... You know, still, you know, I think Arfield this season again has been operating on another level. I think his movement this year has has, has been outstanding. He's the what he's he's involved in so many giving goals. His uh, his distribution's superb. He's chipping in with goals, so that was good. And Tav gets another penalty now. I know I've, I've not I'll watch sports scene tonight because uh, it's always good when Rangers get a penalty and you see Michael Stewart going through all sort of you know hoops to try and claim that it wasn't a penalty. I mean, Charlie McGrew was saying it the same the day, you know, he thought it was soft. I didn't, you know, he's got his arms around him, he pulls him down and then Tav puts the, the, the spot away. It's, uh, we're just so clinical, we're so professional, we're, we're, it is, it's a joy, it's a joy to watch and we are, my boy asked me an interesting question today, he said, uh, what do you think's a better team? The, the, the last team that won the league, you know, the Walter, Walter Smith's team with the likes of, you know, Naismith and Yelovich and, and all they kind of guys, or this team. And, you know, I had to, I had to go away with, with Walter Smith's team because they've obviously got the titles in the bag. They've they've got the winners' medals. This team hasn't won anything yet. But one thing I will say, this team is easier on the eye. We are playing some superb stuff at the moment. And you have to praise them all. All of them, we give them stick. I mean, we've given them plenty stick on this show. Uh, you know, we've, we've dished it out to Stevie G. We've dished it out to players. So you have to take your hat off and, and, and just applaud them when they're, when they're performing well. And they are performing very well at the moment. It's an absolute joy to watch them at the moment. Yeah, Stevie, as Colin mentioned there, you know, we, we have 
given players stick here. I think a lot of fans have, but one that maybe had a bit of criticism last season was was Ryan Kent in terms of the, the price tag and and you know his performances early on. But this season he's been outstanding, and obviously the the goals had dried up a wee bit recently compared to what he was firing at the start of the season. But it was pleasing to see him get a goal in in, in such fashion. Thing is with uh, Ryan Kent is that I don't think he ever hides. He's not one that um, will shy away in a game. He's always trying, and if he doesn't get past a player, he, he doesn't retreat into his, his shell. And I just think the difference this year is um, because there's so much rotation, it gives him more or less a free role. Like today, he was very central and he was very roaming, and, and he just that's where he thrives on. Being allowed to go and express himself, um, and he's obviously taken his game up a level, like you know a fair few of them have in the team. But um, in particular, he's he's looked like the kind of guy as well that wants to take responsibility, which maybe he's been slightly lacking the last couple of years. But with better players around him, um, the end product is there, and he deserved that goal today. I mean. McInnes described it as a massive deflection. I don't think it was that big a deflection yet. It spun off a wee bit, but it certainly was. You know, I would describe the Arfield goal as a massive deflection. That wasn't. It was certainly shifting towards goal anyway. Um, he should have scored in the first couple of minutes, but it's reassuring that he's getting to these positions. And let's be honest, he is a player that... Um, I think that when you see the accounts the other day, I think it's pretty clear that if we hadn't made it into... Europa League group stages and Leeds were sniffing about him. I think he's one of the ones that could have been sold because we would have been in a situation where we might needed to. But we'll maybe talk about that a wee bit later on. But he is he is pivotal to this team in terms of his movement, his his ability just to skip by a player like he did today for the first goal. And he is he is looking like he wants to be, you know, take that responsibility on. But we've got a player that's developing to somebody who's who's worth twenty million, in my opinion, or will be worth twenty million um, in today's market. So we we now have the uh, you know we have assets, and he's definitely a main one. He, he's a joy to watch. He, he is a bit of a favourite. I mean, so in terms of of giving him stick, and I remember I think I was on with Colin just after we got beat by Hearts in the cup, possibly maybe Hamilton. I can't remember one of the ones, and I ladled into just about everybody. But I don't think Ryan Kent was one of the ones that I gave much stick to. He's a, he's, I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to him. But um, I just think he's just, he has been a joy to watch. He's a big game player as well when it comes to it. When um, we've got big games, he, he certainly seems to, to turn up for them. Um, and he's just be, he's, he's just like like everyone else. Is, you know, the pace that he plays and the movement, the rotation, and even the hard work. He's done a lot of hard work as well. He's pressing, trying to win the ball back. He's shutting down. And he's buying into it. And, and that's a great thing about this team at the moment, David. I just think that everybody's buying into what we're trying to do. Um, and when you get that, and then you get the, the subs bench and being able to have that strength as we do, it, it just makes for today's performance. I mean, at 4-0, when the subs came off, we did we, we started to manage it a wee bit. We were knocking it about, obviously, Thursday in mind. Subs came on. And, and the subs, you know, Itton could have had a couple. Hadji certainly should have been on the score sheet. So these guys, you know, the, the performance just upped again, and we're, we're going to need that. And it's just, it feels different. I don't, I, I don't want to get overexcited. I don't want to to start getting too far ahead of myself because at the end of the day, it is only, it's it's five points. Let's be honest, they've got two home games which they most likely will win. We've got to keep 
our our standards up and everything else, but there just seems a different air to it this year in terms of the way we are playing. Colin said, obviously, would what team was better, and I agree with his analysis. Until we start winning, you know, we're not going to be classed anywhere until we start putting silverware. But this team does remind me of Advocates years when he was playing the same style and the same brand, same kind of attacking, pressing, passing, moving game. So all credit to them. Um, all credit to the management team. They've got us looking really nice and, and Ryan Kent is obviously a massive part of that. Yeah, it's a good point in terms of the, the style of play. And, and Colin, when you actually look at, you know, the way we are playing at the moment and <clears throat> having, having gone through, you know, in the past 10 years, We've seen a lot of sort of dross, and even even when when Warburton came in, you know, started off really well, and then it just turned into a style where, you know, we couldn't really break teams down the way we wanted to. But at the moment, you know, it doesn't really seem to matter what what way teams are setting up. It's the rotations and the and the way that the the team set up the football we're playing. We don't seem to have major issue getting through. Uh, you know, low blocks or whatever you want to call it. And probably the only time that we struggled was at, was at Livingston. But, you, I mean, you look today, and as I mentioned before the show, I mean, <clears throat> we played a very, very attacking lineup. You were really looking at that team, and, and the only one that would have been holding in that midfield to attack would have been Ryan Jack. And, you know, there was there was a lot of rotations going on there in terms of Kent stepping in, Kent, uh, Ruth and Morellas swapping, Aribo was going out wide, he was popping up. In a lot of different places, it was just, it's just a, it's an interesting way we play at the moment, and it's it's one that's that's really easy on the eye. Yeah, I mean, when, when the team came out today, I was I, I was looking at the personnel, thinking, what formation is he going to go with? And the only one I could sort of think was four one three two. You know, I mean that 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 was kind of how I was thinking. It's hard to see when you're watching it in the telly just how how teams are shaping up, but the. It's undoubted that he's he's got he's surrounded himself, Gerard, with you know, he's recruited well and he now has a number of options in terms of the, the, the system that he wants to play, the formation he wants to play, and the personnel that he wants to put with, within that, that chosen system. So it makes it difficult for teams to, um, to, to to defend against us. You know, they don't quite know what to expect. I, I think you know the the biggest sort of criticism. Warburton, you know, and some of the football in the championship that he played was was outstanding. You know, it really was a joy to watch at times. But it seemed to me that come sort of December, January time, teams had sort of sussed us out. And the biggest sort of, you know, criticism of, of Warburton at that time was there was no plan B. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case here with Gerard. You know, it, it, it seems to be that he looks at whatever the opposition is, he looks at how they set up and he builds his team around how he's going to break that down. And it's working. It's, it's, you, you can't say at this particular point in time, and again, we have to stress that we've no won anything yet, uh, but at this particular moment in time, you know, we're, we're coming to Christmas. Uh, we've only conceded three goals in the league. We are battering teams, you know, out of sight. You know, three and four nine is a fairly regular scoreline. You know, the, the goal difference, I mean, it's out of sight already. You know, I think we're, my boy mentioned it today, but I can't quite remember what the figure was. But I mean, that's, I mean, I know, I, I know uh, Stephen was saying there that Celtic will probably win their two games and that brings it down to five points. But I think it's more than five points when you take the goal difference into consideration as well. Because even if they draw level, they're going to have to start battering teams 
and hope that we go through a right sort of slump to, to, to pull that back as well. So, yeah, again, just sort of echoing what I said earlier on, you have to give the players and the, the coaching team loads of praise because they've, they've taken so much stick, uh, some of it warranted, and this season, they, it's, it's as if they went through the first year with Gerard, that, and I think it was optimistic to expect us to do anything that year. Uh, but we went through that process. Gerard then looked at his, his squad and thought, right, how do I strengthen it? He identified the areas that he felt he needed to, to strengthen. He's done that in the second year. We fell short after after the, the winter break, obviously. So again, he's looked at it in the summer. Right, what do I need to do to make this this team work? And he's he's recruited well. He's 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 made us a far stronger team. As it, it, it it's just it's I don't want to sound like some sort of guy at a sort of training course, but it's it's continuous improvement. There has been continuous improvement, and and it now looks like everything has just clicked, and we are motoring. We are a proper football team, and we've shown it in the Europa League as well. I mean, people can go on about you know it's a daddy league and all the rest of it, but we have we've battered a couple of. Decent sides in Europe as well, you know, we've outplayed them. And again, it's just, it's a, it's a joy to watch. And if they keep it going, then I, I think we'll see the league title at the end of the season. But, you know, it's as if they, if they can keep it going. That's the question. Stevie, as, as Colin mentioned there, in terms of the, the players that Gerard's brought in and surrounded himself with, you know, he's, he's obviously looked to areas where we've been light, but <clears throat> it has to be said at the moment, I mean, there's not a great deal of players in the in the squad that you don't feel that you can trust in any given game. And I think when you look at the especially the striker situation where you've got, you know, Defoe, Eaton, uh, Roof and Morellas, any of them you would be pretty much happy with in any given week uh, in the league. And I think that, you know, that's just one area of the pitch. I think midfield's very similar and defence is the same. So, I mean, he seems to have learned from previous uh, signings and, and certainly this season there can be no complaints about the recruitment. No, but I also think that um, when he first came in, um, you know, he, he told everybody he needed four seasons. And, you know, you can say, he could sit there and say to me, you know, Stevie, we're going to need four seasons. And I'd still be like, yeah, but we'll win the league this year, though. Because that's what we're like as a fan base. That's what I'm like. So I'm I'm probably most impatient. And when it came to you know Hamilton at home last year and Hearts, you know, in the cup and stuff like that, there was people saying that you know that Gerard should go. And and I was at the point where I was thinking that we're kind of a, a wee bit at breaking point. But what he's done is he's he's went away. Um, they all have. They've, they've went away. They've came back determined. And Rangers have also changed their style. So um, it's no longer, we used to be very direct in terms of it would all be about Alfredo and playing around him. Now he, he tends to play more as a deep line forward than more in terms of last year, he was more an advanced forward playing as you know, a focal point striker. He's not like that anymore. He's dropping deep. He's, he's trying to get involved more with games, um, in the game deeper. That's pulling out defenders. There's more movement. I mean, you've seen how many times did Golson try and hit Barisic today with a long through ball? You know, at least two or three times, especially in the first half. There's just... See, when you look at that team um, and you've got Morelos, so you're trying to worry about him and then you've got Roof on one side, you've got Kent on the other. They're constantly moving and swapping. Then you've got Arabo. Then you've got Arfield. 
Then on the wings, you've got Barisic and Tav. You've got Goldson playing diagonal 60-yard balls. You've looked to play it over the top. It's just phenomenal the, the way that, that we're looking at the moment. And, and yeah, like Colin said, you know, we've not won anything and everything else. But forgive me, you know, we're going to enjoy what's happening on the pitch at the moment. And as Rangers fans, we are allowed to enjoy that. I mean, we, we have been incredible the, the, the way we've performed. So I, I don't see any drop off in terms of what you're what you're saying, David, in, in squad wise. There's nobody coming in. You know, if Balogun doesn't play today, Holander plays. If if Barisic doesn't play, Bassi plays. And even, you know, and Barisic is such a huge important player, you know, you're quite comfortable with Bassi playing. Likewise in, in midfield, anyone from the six, you know, Davis comes on today, Kamara comes on today, Zungu we we want to see a wee bit more of him, but he looks lively enough. Up front, the options are incredible. You know, you're bringing guys off today, and, and we've got the luxury now of, of being able to try and bed Haji in, because Haji obviously is 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 trying to find his form, which isn't a criticism. He's a young boy, so he's trying to get bedded in. But we've been able to take him out and put him in, and, and kind of give him wee cameos until he finds that form. And he will. I'm not concerned about him in terms of you know he's he's maybe had a wee bit of criticism, but He's, he's a moments player. He, he can produce moments. He produced moments even today. I think he's snatching at things and maybe trying a wee bit too hard, which, um, you know, which I think you can see from his play. But this is all encouraging because if you look at it and think in terms of, well, Hadji still to click, Morelos is still maybe to click and find his form. You know, it's, it's, it's all overall encouraging. But I don't see anywhere in the squad, like, you know, to answer your original point of, of somebody coming out, I think it would be damaging if we were to go maybe without Kent, without Roof, without Aribo for a certain period of time. But any top team would, would suffer that way. So we've just got to hope that we, we stay fit, we stay healthy, keep doing the right things, keep looking after the squad, keep, keep rotating the way it is and, and just keep going. Um, you know, Colin made a point about um, Subspensions and that, and, and on Sky Sports, um, I was actually working today, so I had to watch it on my phone, which I managed to do. Um, but I couldn't get Rangers telly, so I watched it on Sky, and they showed you the bench from, <coughs> excuse me, Gerard's first game against Aberdeen in November back in 2018, I think it was, and there's only six players left now in that squad. So it shows you that the growth and, and the turnaround that, that he's had to do to get to this point. But I do think this is a um, a culmination and an evolution of everything that he's tried to do to get to this point. Um, as Goldson pointed out earlier in the season, it's two years in the making. So we're in a good place. We're doing good. Um, David, Colin, you know, boys, even I'm happy with what's going on, you know. So it's... Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. You know, we're we're looking well, and we don't. You know, there's a part of me that doesn't want to jinx it, but I'm certainly enjoying it. I'm looking forward to Benfica already. As soon as that game finished, I'm looking forward to Benfica. Um, and it's just watching us at the moment. It's a joy, and, and Benfica are a top top side. But you fancy it, don't you? I mean, you're like, yeah, you know, bring it on. Let's let's have a go at it. And it's just, I, I don't remember watching a Rangers team certainly ten. 15 years since I've, I've really enjoyed the way I'm enjoying watching them now. They're just relentless and I want that. And we've called for it. We wanted that ruthless, relentless level that they're giving us right now and they just have to keep going. Yeah, I mean, Colin, when you look at <clears throat> when you look at the bigger picture at the moment, 
you know, 11 points in it. They've obviously got two games in hand. But they're, Celtic aren't, aren't in good form. I think that's fair to say. And they're not picking up as many points as certainly they would have thought they, they would, even after setbacks like losing to us. And I think their European run as well. You know, everything's sort of culminating in them having a bit of a mini crisis there. Uh, but we keep, we, we, we keep we keep running and we keep uh, increasing that lead. I mean, if you'd, if you'd told us at this point in the season, you know, in the first day, there'd be 11 points clear, albeit with the two games in hand. I think we would have bitten your hand off it and more. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's an incredible position we're in. It is, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's we were talking off air that, you know, again, and I think Gerard sort of stated this today and he's... he's uh, post-match interview saying, you know, we have to remain humble and we have to, you know, keep focused and just do the job and then move on to the next one and, and not and not get ahead of ourselves. But you know, the way things are now, I mean, 11 points clear. Okay, Celtic have got two games in hand, but it's my understanding, I might be wrong, but my understanding is they can't play those games until after Christmas. You know, so in, in the current sort of process and how things are working out. You know, Rangers are fairly relentless. As you said, Celtic are, are very intermittent at the moment they are. They seem to me to be a bit of a win-one, draw-one, lose-one kind of team at the moment. So the, if, if they continue to sort of drop points every three or four games and that lead extends and then they come to Ibrox in the 2nd of January and we beat them there, you know, if the points gap then becomes sort of 15, 16 points, right? the pressure to win those two games in hand becomes incredible. You know what I mean? It, it, it really does become uh, all or nothing type thing. And that's that, from a Rangers point of view, that's what you want. The, the, the old phrase when it comes to games in hand is, you know, you, you want the points on the board. We've got the points on the board and that is it. And if we keep going and the way we're going now, we'll continue to get points on the board. And then when Celtic come to, to us in, in, in January, I would fancy us strongly if things continue as they are, if we're in the same kind of form and they're in the same kind of form, I would fancy us strongly in that game. And then they've got to try and, and it's, it's then up to them to try and chase us. And I've, I've got to be honest with you, I, I genuinely think uh, with Neil Lennon in charge, but we've got a chance. I, I really do because, you know, he's never really, as a manager, he's, he's never really won a title that's, Mattered, you know, all his titles came when Rangers were, were, were out of the picture. Uh, he, he won that one last year. Well, he was handed it last year. If, if it was a Brendan Rogers Celtic, I think even even the way we're playing now, I think it would be a much closer thing. It would probably go to the last game, you know, because we're relentless. And Celtic under Brendan Rogers were relentless. Lennon gives us a chance, I think. And, and I don't think he's a guy, looking at it from the outside, I don't think he's a guy who does well when things... You know, he doesn't react well when things are going badly. And that's what seems to be happening over there. Just seem, there's all kinds of rumours about players wanting away. Uh, you've got Lee Griffiths looking a bit of stone overweight. And they, they, they just don't... It doesn't look like a happy camp at the moment. And I don't think he helps in that in that respect. So I think he gives us a chance. I, I think the, the more the pressure that gets put on him, the more it could maybe go the other way and, and, and help us. So, yeah, I think it's a great position to be in. But, as I've said earlier on, nothing's won yet. You know, you don't win titles in, in November. We, we need to keep going. We need to remain focused. 
and, and just keep producing at, at this kind of level. I think at some point a bump will come. You know, I don't think teams, it's very rarely that teams just go right through a season and don't experience any kind of blip in form and all that kind of thing. So when we start to struggle a wee bit, when we hit a wee blip, we, we, we need to revert to that kind of way of, do you just find a way to winning games? You know what I mean? The now we're, 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 we're blowing teams out of the water, but there will come games when that's not going to happen. And that's the days that you just need to, find a way and that's what Walter Smith's teams were always good at you know you look through his 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 league titles and how many 1-0s and 2-1s against lower you know you've done Fairlands and Falkirks or whatever you know what I mean games when you think you're going to win 4 or 5 nothing, and you've relied on a 90 second minute goal for Kyle Lafferty to get you a 1-0 win I think that will come at some point this season so when that comes we need to deal with it but if it keeps going the way it's going to now then, I, I, as I said earlier, we're, we're in a very, very good position and, and, and long may it continue. Just, David, just... sorry. David, uh, I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, Colin, you're talking about game in hand. Celtic play in the cup final on the 20th. So we play Motherwell at home on the 19th. So the way, the way it currently stands at the moment, if we were to both win all our games, then we would have a minimum of 14-point gap they would have three games in hand going into the, the game at Ibrox. So you're talking about winning that old firm game on the 2nd of January to go 17 points clear. Now, that's a long way. That's six league games away. We understand that. and We're not counting chickens and blah, blah, blah. But psychologically, that puts them in a really dangerous place. Yeah. And what's, what's also good for us, and something you mentioned there, and something we've seen happening is there's a lot of disharmony over there at the moment. Christie wants away, he won't sign a deal. Edward wants away. Rogic wants away. You know, and that and Cham, they're not playing for him, talking about Lennon, punching holes in walls, falling out with Kennedy. Teams are getting leaked. He's talking about people throwing them under the bus. That is, see, even if that's not happening, right, because we know what Chinese whispers and all that are, that level of disharmony is absolutely fantastic for us because the more that gets spoken about, we know about this because it's happened to us before. So, you know, and we've had that unrest. But see, the more that happens, great. And I don't want Lennon out the door yet. I would like him to stay and cause even more issues before they punt him out. And that, and that's, you know, because I, I also agree with, with what Colin's saying in terms of him and his management and everything else. And I watched them yesterday, David. I don't normally do it, but um, I sat and I, and I watched it yesterday. Uh, got a link from it, and they um, are, are what you would expect. Christie is a, a fabulous player, in my opinion. I don't care if people say it's unstaunch to say it. Edward's a good player, but they're not playing for the team. It's individual stuff. They're not well coached. They're not well drilled. Their defence is horrendous. That second goal was a long ball and a knockdown, just schoolboy stuff. Um, they're, you know, and they're very they can be got at and so you know you would expect them to win these games and and do well and, and, and home games coming up I think they've got Dundee United and Ross County and everything else but as one of the boys said to me today yeah you would expect them to win but they are giving up so many chances and half chances and things like that that you just never know and that's a fragile mentality that they, they're in now that they know that if, if they drop any more then you know, we we're at the moment we're at least looking like they're they're not gonna we're not gonna give up. So they're in a really difficult situation. Um, they're in a situation that we found ourselves in, but they're not used to this situation. None of that squad is used to uh, the the pressure and 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 chasing. 
So it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens with with them in terms of of you know what way it goes. And you look at social media tonight. There's Shane Duffy sticking his middle finger up. Um, you know all the criticism that he's getting and everything else, and all their fans are going mad. So this is great. Just let it continue. Just enough for them to cause enough disharmony um, to to cause issues, and we'll just get on with it, head down and keep going. We just need to kick on your foot on the throat and just keep going. Stevie, just just on that point, I, mean, I was going to say this earlier, but in terms of our, our mentality as well, I mean, to, for us for us to you know show the maturity to for them to play on a Saturday drop points and then we've got to step up and, and make them pay. You know, perhaps that wouldn't have been the case in the past couple of years, but we seem to have picked up this mentality of, as you say, when the when the foot's on the throat, you know, we're not we're not letting it go. Well there has been a sea change in even some of the comments of the players and things. Look at Ruth today saying that um he doesn't look at the league table because, you know, leagues will we'll look at league table at the end of the season. You look at other comments, um Gerald again today saying, you know, we we just keep going. We don't care about stats. He, he said about Morelos his, his gold records in Europe. You know, you might have overtaken McCoyst, but McCoyst has won things here. Stuff like that. It's a different sea change of attitude and mentality. Um, I think there's people have grown. When I talked about Kent earlier on, you know, taking the game by the scruff of the neck, I think we've, we've shown real leadership from guys like Tav, guys like Goldson. Kent had, had his moments, you know, but there's people now stepping up um, in, the, in our side and and you like you said in the past where they've dropped and we've maybe come back for international duty we've been sloppy and things like that but we were you know we were really relentless today um, but there's just so much more uh, this team has evolved and, and developed so well that you know the first goal was a, a, a 25 yard shot um, the second goal was a, a lovely chipped through ball by um, big big goals and, and roofs fainted in and out and played the line. That's things that, that, that we've adapted and and changed in our gameplay to make us more dangerous. We're no longer one dimensional. So it's just it, it is, I mean it's it's fantastic to to watch and you know you're definitely right. I mean I, I think there has been a sea change in our mentality. Um and that, and that, it's got to be like that. Um and it's got to be a case of where um you know Morelos comes off today, Defoe comes on, that he, that Defoe has 30 minutes to try and grab his opportunity. And if, if you get that hunger from the subs and the squad, and it's going to drive us on and to maybe a level that we've not had before. Um, you know, there's basically two for every position now, three in some cases. So players have got to be on it and that, and that all helps. Um, it's, we have to be relentless, David. Um, and it's, it's just, it's been excellent so far. And they've just got to keep going. Yeah, Colin, and, and you know, Stevie says keep going. And in terms of uh, the next the next month and a bit, you know, it's going to be packed schedules. Um, Benfica this Thursday, Falkirk uh, at the weekend, and another European tie. <clears throat> and then eight games in, in Europe and at home uh, during the month of December. It's going to be a tough run. For sure, um, but it's going to—I mean—the squad's going to be tested during that period. Yeah, but I mean, I, th- I think we can all agree that the, the, the squad's better placed now than ever since Stephen Gerrard arrived to deal with that. Uh, I mean, December's been a tricky month 
think since Stephen Gerrard arrived, we've all sort of raised our eyebrows at the, the fixtures that we were handed in December. So yeah, there's there's some, some more of those coming up, but we've got momentum behind us, and it's, 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 it's how we look at it. So we've got Benfica this week. It's a tricky game, but we should have beaten them away from home. Okay, they, they were down to ten men, but you know we played very very well over there, and it was just a sort of couple of mistakes in the last sort of ten minutes that cost us. So at home, you would say, I bring it on, you know, and I think one more win would, would pretty much say that we're home and dry in terms of qualification and give you a chance of maybe of actually winning the group. So, I mean, if, if, if we can get in a position where we know we've qualified as soon as possible, then, you know, maybe for the last game or the last couple of games for the the, 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 the group section, you know, we can rotate the squad a wee bit. I, I thought Stephen Gerrard managed the, the squad well today in terms of these substitutions. So, you know, confirming qualification to the to the, the knockout stages as early as possible gives them an opportunity to, to rest players and rotate the squad and maybe introduce a couple of young players to playing at that sort of level with Europa League. You know, next week we're at Falkirk now, the greatest day, sort of, I don't want to be dismissive to Falkirk, you know, but we should be expecting to win that. And the, the, the finally, the, the League Cup is February, so that presents us with an opportunity to get silverware. Uh, back in the door for the first time in a good few years. And I think that's how we need to look at it. And to be fair to them, I think that's how they are looking at it. They're not looking at these things as challenges. They're looking at, you know, they're, they're being positive about it and saying, well, these are opportunities. It's an opportunity for us to, to, to beat one of the best teams, uh, well, one of the most uh, illustrious European teams, you know, in terms of how many times they've won the European Cup. They've never been to Ibrox before in competitive action we've got an opportunity to bring them here and beat them and, and, and put one foot in the door of the knockout stages. Falkirk next week, that's an opportunity to get closer to a trophy. Well, I think that's how the players are looking at it and that's how they have to look at it. They shouldn't be looking at it and going, well, December looks a tough month. Just take it game by game, day by day, and then if we maintain these levels, <laughs> we won't be far away at the end of the season, that's for sure. So, yeah, it's hard. Uh, me and my mate have I've spoken about it recently, you know, when Rangers have been away in Europe, you know, they're playing on the Thursday night, they obviously fly straight home, and then at about 11 o'clock or something the following day, Stephen Gerrard and a player are, are up for the press conference for, for the game on Sunday. So you're thinking, I it it's hard, you know, it must it must be physically and, and, and mentally, you know, draining, you know, it must be quite tiring at times, the schedule, but... They're, they're, they're well coached, they're well trained. As Stephen Gerrard spoke a couple of weeks ago, there he wanted to to take all the excuses away from them. You know, you know. So he's improved Murray Park, he's improved the the, the dressing room at Ibrox, uh, he's in, he's improving everything for the players to say, right, I'm giving you the best possible conditions to go out and play so that you don't have any excuses. And as I said earlier on, you know, it's worked. There's been continuous improvement. So yeah, it's a it's there's going to be a lot of games. But we have, we have the squad that can deal with that, I think. They're confident. Uh, they've got loads of momentum behind them. So we shouldn't be fearful. We should say, right, aye, bring it on. Let's go. How more to the point, Colin? Will you be taking a ladder down to the Falkirk Stadium next week? And going I, I think I will, aye. I was speaking to my yeah. son today about that, aye. So uh, <laughs> I, I think there might be a bit of a police presence. Uh, I, I don't know how how easy it will be but part of me I, I just want to go down and see the players arriving to be honest with you, the perfect, see it is the perfect stadium for that though. it is aye, aye but as I said I think because it's Rangers and because of the current situation with Covid I think there'll be a high police presence making sure that people aren't hanging about 
Uh, there is trees at one side, at the side where there's no stand, you know, and, uh, you know, if you climb the top of these trees and you, you can see in, but no. I'm, 40, I'm 47 now, David. I don't know if I could climb the, the trees. I think you should do it because the thought of you getting arrested does make 2020 sound like the best year ever. I so, cheers, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about going down because I would, I would just like to. I've not seen the players for God knows how long, so even just to see the players arriving would be good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's actually a nice facility down there, so I'm sure. I'm sure the players will enjoy it. I think it's a decent. I think it's a three G pitch, but I think it's a decent one. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll move on uh, from current on the pitch events and have a look at uh, some off the pitch stuff, but. As we were sort of going on air on Friday night with the first on-camera show, um, the club released uh, annual results, uh, sorry, annual figures for um, the last financial year. Uh, so just the sort of highlights to go through <clears throat> briefly. The revenue is up um, to $59 million, which is 10% or so up on last year. Um, and there was more positive aspects in terms of Europe, which was worth 20 million to us. Um, a lot of which was tickets for games. Uh, as well as that, the wage bill has actually gone up <clears throat> to 43.4 million. Um, and obviously the main the main aspects in terms of future uh, were that we have uh, made a loss of 15.9 million and require further funding for the end of this season and the end of next season, which um, I believe Douglas Park and, and John Bennett, directors, have, have pledged to to fill. But, Stevie, I'll come to you on this. Just that I've only briefly run through them, but I would assume that most people that are, are tuning into this tonight or on Monday will have uh, seen them for themselves before now. Um, just quickly, I, I suppose, your thoughts on, on the current financial picture? Um, difficult one. I suppose it's probably first prudent to say that I am no financial expert, um, just merely a, a, a fan like everyone else. So I can only really take, you know, face value everything that's there. There's a couple of things from it. First of all, you know, losing nearly £16 million isn't sustainable. Um, the levels of losses aren't sustainable. Um, and while it's you know, it's highly commendable and uh, so thankful to the boardroom members, um, you know, John Bennett, uh, Parks, etc. Beyond that, I just feel that we need to address that in terms of, I know that we're on a, a period of, of um, accelerated um, kind of investment and things, so I've got to trust the, the people in charge, but that, that headline is, is never nice. It makes you feel uneasy, especially as of where we've been. The second thing was the 3.1 million um, uh, litigation money that we've got set aside for our battle with, with Sports Direct. We were told that they were all finished. Um, you know, So there's been a wee bit of mistruth there. That was the other thing that kind of struck out. The positives are that the, the turnover and, and the money ends almost is uh, at peak kind of times before the financial collapse of the club. That's a positive commercially doing a lot better. Um, so there is, you know, growth signs at the wage level, you know, it's 50% is almost it's kind of a good level and things like that. And 
it's it's all fine. Um, I'm not really concerned about the club in terms of where we are. I'm concerned that we're too reliant on on the boardroom to an extent. You know, there is going to be a. It does seem. Um, again, I'm not. I'm only speaking as a fan looking in on it, but there does seem to be a point where we, we are going to have to pull back on that. We can't expect them to keep pumping 10, 15 million in every year. That's absurd. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You can't expect that. So I think that our model is going to change in terms of you'll most likely see a couple of major player sales uh, possibly next next summer. I wouldn't expect January. I don't think if we're in such a strong place, I don't think they would do that. Um. I also think it shows the, the how important Europe is in terms of um, if they're talking about COVID costing us ten million pounds, um, we brought in almost nine million in um, competition prize money from the Europa last year. So if we hadn't made that last this this season, I think you can almost guarantee that, that as I touched on earlier, that Ryan Kent would have went to Leeds or Morelos would have or whoever there would have been a, a major sale at that point. If you look at it in terms of that, if they did sell one of their players, the books would have been balanced. So it's you can clearly see that the board are, are happy to take that gamble, but sometimes it just makes you a wee bit uneasy as a fan. And even though you trust them and, and you're happy with what's going on and all that, I don't think that's unreasonable to say that um, in terms of you know just looking at it as a, as a normal guy. I, I think that's, that's okay to say that. But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be underestimated in terms of it, even if if you are a wee bit concerned and stuff. I think that's natural. Do completely trust the, the guys running the, the the club and and trust the board. Um, I'd like to hear a wee bit more about uh, possibly from them in terms of maybe at AGM they'll 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 tell us a wee bit more about, about a three to five year plan in terms of when they um predict to you know we'll break even in, in player sales and, and things like that. I mean I think that would be a wee bit more settling in terms of things I've got to ask David. But you know I, I can't give you an expert opinion. There's all these guys out there that, that can give you properly. I can only tell you what I think as a fan. Um so it's it's never nice to hear the headline of, of sixteen million losses. But when you look into it you know there are there are positives. There's a couple of negatives which commented on as well, but um, as usual with Rangers and, and finances, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. But I do trust the board to to know what they're doing, um, and it's just one of those ones you, you you you've not got much input to it. It's it's not something that I'll overly discuss on blogs or things like that. But um, I'd like to hear a wee bit more from the board, um, and and hopefully we will. Yeah, Colin, we, we discussed briefly yesterday on <clears throat> the results and you'd, you'd quite a positive outlook on it in terms of the revenue. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Stevie. I think Stevie's right. I mean, the, the kind of losses that we're looking at are, are unsustainable, but I, I also think there's other things in there uh, that are, are positive signs. Uh, there, there's been a couple of good uh tweets on it and you know the, the guy that does the, the price of football blog he put out some good stuff you know so th- there was one that came out that I saw that I thought that, that that shows you how far we've come you know the revenues increased by 11% and bear in mind you know the, the, the impact that COVID would have had in the final months uh, of, of the, 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 the year that we're re- reporting on so it's up 11 percent so you would you would argue that that would have probably increased further if the if the season had been completed and everything would have been as normal 
so it's 59 million, I think, the revenues that I saw someone saying that the, the, the revenue in 2013, it was something like 29 million or something like that. So that shows you that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're heading in the right direction. You know, even although there, there's losses there, there's a sense that the, the sort of money that's flown through the club is reaching the levels it was pre-2012. You know, we're, we're getting back to some sense of normality. But the, I mean, again, like Stephen, I'm not a financial expert and I don't proclaim to be a Celtic fan who has all this in, in depth knowledge about tax and annual report and accounts and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, revenue being up is, is a good thing. The, the two things that struck me about it was, if, you know, Celtic produced their, their, their accounts a couple of weeks ago and I think they posted a profit of £100,000 and that was including the sale of Tierney Arsenal, which was like 25 million. That's an area where they have been very strong compared to us. And the Price of Football Twitter account gave a comparison. Like over the last 10 years, Celtic have made 97 million out of the player sales, profits from player sales. We've made 6 million. So that is obviously an area that we need to improve on. And to be fair to, to Rangers at this present moment in time, we, we have, you know, we've got Barisic, we've got Morelos, we've got Kent, we've got Aribo, we've got Kamara. You've got five or six players there that will move on probably at some point and will move on for substantial profit. So it, it does seem to be an area that the club are focusing on and in a fairly strong position. Another thing is the two Champions League places that are available. So if we win the league this year, it's, if, if I've read it all right, I, I, don't, I don't want to make a fool of myself here and get it all wrong, but you know, that's straight into the group stages of the Champions League. And that's that, you know, the, the, the European revenue was worth twenty million last year. So for the Champions League, you know, it's going to be more than that. I know you've you might still have the, the effects of COVID sort of having an impact on that, but you know, I think Rangers are essentially a qualification from the Champions League and one or two player sales away from balancing the books. Now you couldn't have said that two or three years ago. You know, it just felt like the losses were going to continue to come. We were relying on people to, you know, put in money to, to bridge the, 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 the gap in that sense. It feels like we're getting close, even although the, the, the you know, the distractors and the people that aren't friendly towards Rangers will, will simply point to the, the sort of 16 million loss or whatever it was. You know, the, the devil's in the detail. I mean, you start looking at some of the things that are in there, they're there are positive signs to me that we are starting to get back to some form of normality uh, and self-sustainability, which is what we want. You know, we want the club to be able to operate. Uh, and I think player sales uh, and, and qualifying regularly for the Champions League is the way to do it. You know, that's that's when you get profit and, and big money coming through the club. And it doesn't feel like, even, even although... You know, it's November and all the rest of it, and nothing's been done or dusted. In terms of the general direction, we are getting closer and closer and closer to that. Uh, and in terms of sellable assets, I think we're covered there. You know, if, if Rangers needed money now, you know, if, if, if something came up where they needed money, they've got four or five players there that they can sell on for a huge profit. That's not been the case for a long, long time. So, yeah, there is negative stuff in terms of the, the, the losses, as Stevie said. They're unsustainable. We, we, we can't continue like that. But there is also some some fairly positive stuff there uh, once you dig a wee bit deeper. So, yeah, it, it's not perfect, but I think we're heading in the right direction. I think on and off the park at the moment, Rangers are heading in the right direction. 
Yeah, Stevie, just, just finally, what Colin said there, <clears throat> in terms of player sales and, and players that would be of interest to other clubs, I mean, for a few years now, Morelos has dominated the headlines, but you're looking at it now, and as you said earlier on the show, you know, Kent has been, you know, mooted as a potential £12 million, eh, sorry, £20 million target for, for Leeds. You know, Tavernier has been linked with other clubs, Kamara uh, and, and Morelos, of course. Um, so it's not just one player, you know, you'd be relying on for a sale if if that if we were looking to to make that a better, you know, side of our business. Yeah, I mean they've, they've certainly built a, a squad of, of assets and you know, if somebody like Leeds does come calling for Ryan Kent, you're you're immediately saying to them, you know, it's got to be a big offer. Um and I don't think that's unreasonable. But you've also got to be realistic and look at it in terms of saying if we do get £20 million offers from players, I know we turned down 16 from Alfredo, according to the, the Lille um, kind of president. But if if you're getting 20, then, you know, you're hoping that Boss Wilson and, and Stephen Gerrard are already, you know, pre-planning this in terms of, of Borna um, going, you know, in terms of Kamara going, in terms of... Um, Kent, Morelos and, and things like that but you, you've now you've got four or five assets in there in that 11 that I, that I feel are, are £15 million plus players and then you've got others in the squad like Haji Aribo um, dare I say even Kamar Roof who um, well in a couple of years you'll be looking for them to, to go on for big money and, and the process starts all over again so it's got to be the way we are. It's got to be the way we, we function. And, and I can handle selling a player for that mega money if, you, if you've got a, a conveyor belt kind of up and running and, and people coming in, etc. So it's the way the world, the old, you know, self-proclaimed Ajax model is, is how we need to, to, to be going. Um, the squad is healthy. It's in a, a really good place, David, in terms of assets and, and, and players. So it's, it's exciting. Um I just say that um, I think in terms of, of of where we are as a club, I think we need to put silverware on the board. If we win the league this year and a couple of them leave, then absolutely no problem. If we don't win the league this year and a couple of them leave, that's when it becomes problematic. So it's a big year for the club in terms of, of, of where we are um, and, and what we're able to do next. Yep. Um, all good points tonight. Uh, and... We will be back on Thursday um, to preview, sorry, Wednesday to preview Thursday's uh, Benfica match in the Europa League. Um, if you enjoy what we're doing here, please subscribe to the podcast and like us on social media. Um, previous episodes and tonight's show are available to listen to on all the usual platforms from Monday. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Castbox, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining us tonight and until next time, good night.